This episode is sponsored by Binto, personalized for your body and no one else's. Binto is the women's health company on a mission to help women everywhere get access to safe and effective over-the-counter supplements, alongside access to licensed healthcare professionals, all for an attainable price point. Binto's subscription of personalized supplements made just for you delivers right to your door each month, so you never have to think about reordering your supplements or running out to the store. Your supplements come pre-dosed in individual daily packets with your name on them, so it's easy to stick to your supplement routine and enjoy taking them every day. Here's how it works. Go to mybinto.com, take the health survey, and get matched to your personalized supplement routine. The short survey will ask you general questions and questions about your reproductive health. You'll get matched to a suite of supplements just for your needs, and you'll get matched to real women's health providers like a nurse or physician assistant who will help you every step of the way. Binto was founded by women's health nurse Susie Devine, a fertility nurse who realized women were doing a lot of the guesswork themselves and waiting way too long to get answers and reliefs for their daily symptoms. Binto's providers offer online chat support and telehealth appointments to make sure you feel supported, informed, and empowered when it comes to your health. All of Binto's supplements are organic, non-GMO, vegan-friendly, gluten-free, preservative-free, and made in the U.S. under good manufacturing practices guidelines. If you'd like to get your Binto supplement routine, get started today at mybento.com and up your glow with Binto. Welcome to Too Smart for This, a podcast that gives you the tools to love yourself and build your life on your own terms. We talk everything from finances to body love to pop culture, all in the hopes to inspire your confidence. I'm your host, Alexis Barber, and let's get into the episode. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Too Smart for This. I want to preface this by saying that after this episode, I'm going to take a seasonal break for real this time and come back in August or September. But today we have the most special guest of them all, which is my boyfriend, Jeff. Can you introduce yourself? Oh my gosh, I'm so honored to be here. (laughs) So I put on my story that he was going to come on the podcast and we are going to answer some of your relationship questions because I am so tired of watching people who are single and have never really dated anyone give you relationship advice. Let's do it. All right. So first is how did we meet? Well, we met December 2nd, 2016. It was in the evening. I was actually at home studying for a organic chemistry exam. And my roommates had gone to a party a few doors down from us. And uh, the party was not hidden for them. So they decided to poach about half of the people that were there, bring them back to our house. And while I was studying, I heard music. I heard people downstairs, decided to go downstairs and check it out. And across the room, what did I see? <laughs> I saw a young Miss Alexis Barber (laughs) looking beautiful as ever, of course. And um, she actually approached me and said that she liked my hoodie because I was wearing this red hoodie. Um, It was Bape. If you know what that is. Is it Ape or is it Bape? Bape. It's called Bape? Bape, Okay. And uh, that that was the start of it all. The rest is history. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, she didn't even want to talk to me for (laughs) a while. Because I remember it was like a couple of days later, I tried messaging her and she was like super cold. But I didn't know that at the time she was also having relationship problems. <laughs> so Rest in peace to my high school boy. I, I, thought, I thought that was a wrap on me. Um, decided to move on and a month or two you later. You moved on? I mean, 
I was like, okay, obviously she doesn't want to talk to me. I'm not going to like force her to talk to me. That's valid. <laughs> so a month or two later, she reaches back out to me mm-hmm. with a message talking about hair, hair, hair types. I cur- said, curl, do you have types. a Twitter? Oh, okay. Because yeah. I saw this yeah. curly hair thread and I sent it to you. I was obsessed. Okay, that's how we met. And then we started dating. Um, The cutest story ever is when I... So we started talking in like January. And I couldn't tell if he liked me or not. And then on Valentine's Day, I came home to my little dorm room. And he had gotten me all... He had like decorated me. He was friends with my roommate. So he like snuck into my room on Valentine's Day and decorated it with flowers and chocolate and said happy valentine's day with a card that said jeff b not just jeff but it said jeff b so now every time we like leave cards to each other we always put the b um but yeah so then the rest is really history and so we've been dating for four years now ever since but it's not been easy and that's what we're here to talk to you about the first question is that wasn't the first question no that was the next question Uh, uh, uh is what are the specific challenges of interracial dating in 2021? Oh, man, this one's tough. <laughs> this one's really tough. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that, you know, you're mixed and, and I'm mixed, and I guess that's just, that's interracial, I right? guess that's interracial. <laughs> <laughs> so for everyone listening, we are not interracial. Jeff and I are both mixed. We're both half black, half white, for the most part. So it gets complicated, but you know. So we are not interracial. He's just extremely ethnically ambiguous. I thought he was Mexican when I first met him, too. That's a fact. I get that a lot. Spaniard. Spaniard? Is that a word? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, that's what my barber in in Bushwick thought I was. (laughs) That's stupid. Okay, so let's actually start with this one, which is how did we handle long distance? And then later, how do we transition into living in the same city? So for context, Jeff is a year ahead of me in school. So he was a sophomore when we started dating and I was a freshman. And so he obviously graduated a year before me. And we also had summer internships apart. So let's just say long distance really sucked. Yeah, long distance is not easy and don't believe anybody who ever tells you that it is yeah if anyone says you can handle it i mean like i guess but like it really sucks yeah i think we we definitely had our fair share of issues with that um and i think communication is definitely a big one that needs to that needs to be a priority in any long distance relationship um because if you're not communicating then what is there really exactly so and i was not the best at that Mm. 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 feel feel the tension right there (laughs) no I think another thing is there was a lot of things we just didn't know that we would have to balance like a big one for us was Jeff was a year ahead of me so he was making money a year before me and I wasn't I didn't have money so it felt like if he ever wanted to hang out with me like he would buy the tickets and he would fly to see me and I didn't like that he had that control out of it or why am I saying he I didn't like that you had the control and like that made me feel really insecure but that's not something I ever could have prepared for you know Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah I mean it's tough and like obviously I 
I couldn't expect you, a college student, to be paying for mm-hmm. for tickets while I am, you know, working full time, making money. So exactly. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But. So it was a weird thing to navigate. But after we like talked, we talked about things a lot, and like a lot of those talks were super tense and like hard. But I think you have to do a lot of self reflection when you're in a relationship that tests you that much to see like what's what are your barriers like for me I didn't like the idea of men paying for me and that had nothing to do with Jeff it had to do with like my personal upbringing and once I communicated that to him like we were able to get to the bottom of it and like have a better relationship yeah but I think we still do have like our own um issues when it comes to like talking about finances like I don't Mm, think we're not there yet yeah it's not it's not all peachy obviously like you know everybody has different views which is fine so totally I mean like we're very different when it comes to money um and we're very different when like we come from similar upbringings with money but we've responded to it in different ways yeah and I think the key there is just to respect and understand the other person's views yeah and I think that's where we are right now and that's like the one part of our relationship like we're not at the bottom of yet, but I think we know we have the communication tools to be able to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's not like it's causing No, it's issues. not causing issues. Yeah. I think our relationship's in a really good place because we both have our own lives. Yes. You know? Agreed. So to, what's your number one tip for long distance relationships? So one quick tip for long distance is to figure out what works for you and what you need and like figure out a compromise between the two of you. Um, And something I realized was like, I really do well. I don't do well texting anybody. (sighs) Sorry if you're my friend and I haven't texted you back in like many months, but I needed a quick FaceTime every night. And once I communicated that to Jeff, then like we did that and it made our relationship better. But for some people, that's not doable for other people. It's like, okay, I need, I don't know, a good morning and a good night text, you know? And it's like, once you figure that type of thing out, it's important that you just keep respecting each other with that and don't like expect the way other people's relationship is. Like some people always go on Instagram and they're talking about like how they um, have the good morning and the good night text. Like I don't really need that to like feel secure, you know, like I need something else. So don't compare yourself in that way to other people's relationships. Yeah. I think it's also important to set boundaries too. Like, for example, it'd be unfair for me to expect to not have any sort of communication with you throughout the week, Mm -hmm. but it'd also be unfair for you to expect me to like talk for, you know, four hours a night. Exactly. And I think we were able to strike a good balance where we were, you know, chatting on FaceTime for like, you know, 10, 20 minutes, sometimes 30, depending Mm -hmm. on the night, but. And I think that was really good. And then on Thursday nights, you had your meetings. So I never expected like a FaceTime call on a Thursday because you had Mm -hmm. meetings. And being able to just have that routine was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Precisely. How did we transition into living into the same city and why did we decide to live separately? Yeah, I don't have any complaints on that. I think it was really smooth. I think maybe because we set up expectations from the jump, like... We don't have the expectation of being with each other every single second of every single day. Like mm-hmm. you have your own work from home set up at here and I have my own work from home set up at my house. And mm-hmm. 
uh, obviously during the day, like we're living our own lives. And then at night, I do like the fact that we have our, um, what do you call it? Uh, intentional time together. Intentional time together. So that means we don't, like when we do hang out, we're not doing work. And that's a big difference from college when it's like when you're in college, all you when you're together, like you're talking to other people or you're in the library studying together, like you're not really like intentionally hanging out. And then when you're long distance, you drop everything for the other person because you never get to see each other. So you forget your own needs for a while. But when you live in the same city, you have to strike that balance. So from nine to five. I'm at work, he's at work, we'll text back and forth. He works out, then he comes over and from like seven to 10, like I'm not doing anything else. He's not doing anything else and we're just with each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's really good. Yeah. Because, you know, when I come over, I don't bring my laptop or anything like that. It's really just time for us to spend together. And I mean, the past few weeks, we've been making those HelloFresh meals too, which is a nice little... I hate cooking, but it was fun. <laughs> I mean, HelloFresh makes it fun, but okay. You want a HelloFresh sponsorship? Just say that. Okay, but yeah, if you want to transition to living in the same city as your significant other, just set up expectations from the jump. And why aren't we living together? Because we're young. Period. Yeah, there's there's no need for all of that. Exactly, and people are just and like we've been together four years. We want to be together long term. If we're going to be together long term, no need for me to have to adjust my living situation to accommodate this man if we're going to have to do that later on, you know? Exactly. I so. think there's, there's nothing wrong with living your own life, but having a life together at the same time. Yeah. And I think we also have separate friends, you know? Yeah. And we always have. And I think that's also, but like his friends are still my friends too, but like if Jeff is going to hang out with his friends, I don't need to be there. And mm-hmm. I don't always want to be because I want to make sure he still has his own relationships. So sweet. Uh, so we all <laughs> <laughs> So we usually plan our nights like on Wednesday, last Wednesday. Like um I think we usually spend Wednesday nights together. Yeah, Monday, Wednesdays, and then either Friday or Saturday or both. Yeah. Usually we spend them together, but my friends wanted to go to dinner. And it happened to work out that his friends wanted to go to dinner too. And then we just like compromised and made it happen on Thursday. And like to just do those things seamlessly was, was really nice. Mm-hmm. True facts. True facts. Okay. How do you find sufficient time for each other with careers? Yeah, I think that just goes back to the intentional time together. Mm-hmm. Like obviously we don't see each other every single day. And because of that, I take the things that I want to do and put them on the days that I'm not with her Mm -hmm. so that on the days that I am supposed to be with her we do have that intentional time together and you know there's no distractions no laptops out or anything like that with her it's so cute when you say her (laughs) um yeah like when we're together like I said like on Tuesday Thursday Jeff might be doing like his freelance work I might be doing my content creation work but like Monday Wednesday no ma'am so it's hard I do think it's really important to say that neither of us work extremely demanding jobs where we work 80 hours a week like 
if you're dating someone in that regard, like we can't help you. Like we are both really lucky to have like cushy tech jobs. <laughs> so we can close our laptops at five and it'd be fine. But for some people, it's a little bit more complicated. And I, to that, I just don't have anything to say other than when um you were commuting, mm-hmm. that was really hard because I felt like I never saw you when I was there. Mm-hmm. But that was when we were long distance too. So I don't know. I don't know if we could have this stable of a relationship if it wasn't. Yeah, if we were going to the office, I think things would definitely be a little bit different. Um, like the fact that I could just close my computer at five and come straight here. And work out. And like that's the thing is both of us are able to do things that fulfill us on our own and have our relationship. And I don't think we'd be one of those would have to be given up if we were in the office. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned my commute it used to be like Jesus. two hours, two and a half hours each way. Mm-hmm. and that was a lot and i don't know if that would have been manageable so yeah yeah i think things worked out in the best way that they could and who knows what it'll look like once things are back to normal but it should mm-hmm. be fine that's the thing is well i know that when things are back to normal we'll be able to handle it yeah and i think you were right to preface the fact that we don't have you know super demanding jobs where we have to be on our on alert you know 24 hours a day mm-hmm because some people, if like, if you're dating a banker, girl, I'm sorry, <laughs> but, or a doctor or something, but we yeah. are, we're really lucky. Okay. Do men notice your weight gain over the course of relationships? I, I feel like no, because I see you every day, you know? So mm-hmm. if, if there are slight changes, like... I probably don't notice them. That's the true. same way you don't notice changes in yourself until they're like extreme. That's true. Okay. How do have we actually have we actively set boundaries with each other? And if so, how did we do that? Have we set boundaries with each other? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of boundaries? I guess a one boundary could be like I don't expect a FaceTime call on Thursdays because if you have your dial-up meetings. Oh well, then yeah. We we definitely have set up boundaries, and I think it's finding the middle ground between the two. Like, it's got to be like a win win, and sometimes it's not always win win. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that's true. That's what a relationship is. It's compromise. Mm-hmm. Thing. I think mm-hmm. we both respect each other so much as human beings that we don't have to always set boundaries, like in our relationship, because we know if it would hurt the other person as a person then we wouldn't do it, mm-hmm. you know? What's another example of a boundary we have? Um, I think we have room to set boundaries with money. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think actually that that's, that's a boundary that we have. Like, for example, we don't eat out more than once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. And that's because it was starting to get a little bit too expensive living here <laughs> <laughs> and, and eating out all the time. Um, one of our boundaries is if you invite the other person on a date, you pay for it. Some people don't do that. Some people just mm. like always split. Oh. Yeah. I feel like if I'm asking you to go on a date, yeah, I, I gotta pay. <laughs> exactly. So, like, imagine if if I take you to, you know, super expensive restaurant, like three hundred dollars a plate, and I expect you to pay for that, like, right? Nah. It's part of the experience, and I want I want to take you on that experience. How do you know when you're with the right person? I feel like you just know. 
if you're constantly questioning it, then you're probably not. <laughs> and that's on period <laughs> because people always ask me this, like, how do you know you're with the person? It's like, you know, like, I think some tangible things to think about, like Jeff and I had similar upbringings, like low-income backgrounds and like single moms, but still had like a father figure. We both went to boarding school, both grew up in the projects for a period. And then when we got to Northwestern, we both faced similar struggles of like figuring out career without any guidance. And we both have similar long-term goals. Like we want to have a wonderful life where we don't have to work. And we figured out some of those goals while we were together but it's like the intuitive knowing that like those goals that like the other person really understands what they want long-term and what you want Mm long-term. But the caveat to that is you're going to get that whether you're with that person or not, you know, like you don't like, we don't have to be together for us to both have the life that we want. Like we want to be together and build it together. Mm -hmm. So Understand your values. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they're present. Yeah. And there's been moments in our relationship where one or the other person's values, like, were not being represented. Mm -hmm. And those are the moments where we were tested. And that's when it's like you either compromise and grow from it, or that's not the person for you. Mm -hmm. So Agreed. But if you're constantly questioning it... (laughs) It's probably not right. If he doesn't text you back, it's not your man. Or there's so many people who are like compromising for people who like don't align with them on even like political values sometimes. And it's like, if he is hmm. a miso- misogynist, she's not it. <laughs> Someone said how to find someone serious this at this young of an age. And again, it's just like. I mean, it's going to be up to the other person. Like you can't force somebody to be serious. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's not the right way to go about things. I mean, I didn't necessarily start dating you. Like, I don't know. That never crossed my mind. I just wanted to be with you. Why does it have to be serious? Because people don't want to like be doing hookup culture. Oh, okay. Trial and error. I don't know. (laughs) We have not dated nobody for like four (laughs) years. We don't know how to do that. (laughs) I I, I feel like just make sure you find somebody who's not wasting your time. Set your expectations, you know, from the beginning, but make sure that their expectations that, you know, you both agree on and not just one-sided expectations. Like, the worst thing to do is to have expectations but not let the other person know what those expectations are because then you're just setting yourself up for failure. Okay, you didn't have to drag me. How am I dragging you? <laughs> no, I just know that I've done that oh. many times. <laughs> With like birthdays and stuff, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Having expectations and saying them out loud I know can feel weird because we as women are taught that men are supposed to just know exactly what we want. And sometimes men are taught that about women too. And I can confirm, we don't know what you want. (laughs) So finding the right time and the right way to tell them is crucial. It's like for me, I want 
I don't, I want like a, like Jeff is very romantic. He's good at planning romantic things. So I was expecting that to happen like all the time. And it's like, this man can't be romantic 365 days a year, (laughs) even though sometimes you are, but in our own ways now. Um, It's like, you've got to be honest. Like I want to have, I don't like when it comes to my birthday or something, like I don't want to plan anything. I don't want a big party. I don't want this or I don't want this, but I want this. And it's like, Jeff doesn't want anyone to know his birthday because he wants to be mysterious. So I know that. So I will give him like, what's in line with his expectations mm-hmm. oh he's snapping uh he's snapping okay <laughs> all right let's see what else there is okay someone wants to talk about the about anxiety so how so i obviously have like anxiety i obviously i'm not necessarily medicated for it or anything but i get anxious about things he's nodding um and someone was like, I worry that my anxiety drains my boyfriend. Like, do you feel like my anxiety drains you? Or like, what do you, I don't know, I feel like we do a good job of dealing with it when it comes up. Draining is such a harsh word. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't say it drains me. But it's definitely scary. Yeah, I think it, it can definitely be worrisome sometimes and concerning. Um, but I think with that, it's just, patience and like understanding i think if somebody's going through something like mm-hmm. you just gotta be there and i think you've done like, a good job of that but i also don't know if i'm saying anything super tangible so no i mean i think that's what i love about you is that you know how to show up and be there um you don't have to be taught, I guess. Like, you're just a good person. Hmm. Don't gas me up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you are, though. It's like, if I'm anxious about something, I texted you, like, last week. I was like, I'm anxious. You And I was like, and you were like, what can make you, what is going to make you feel better? If I don't know, then you're like, okay, let's eat something. <laughs> <laughs> But if I do know, you give that to me, which is really helpful. And I, I don't know. I do feel, I think I just feel psychologically safe with you because you've never like judged, you've literally never judged me for how I'm feeling. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe you got to chat with your partner mm-hmm. and let them know like, hey, this is probably not going to stop yeah. anytime soon. And, and let's figure out a game plan. Yeah. I feel like I know you pretty well and what you need to like calm down and maybe just if you do have anxiety explaining that to your to your partner so that they sort of have a toolkit that they can use whenever things like that come up so that they don't feel overwhelmed because mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes it can be pretty overwhelming like especially if you don't know how to handle that situation or if you've never had to mm-hmm. yeah that could be a lot. Yeah, and I mean, I've got a lot going on. <laughs> I'm a psychotic family. I have my like my actual medical stuff. You've always showed up because you know what I need. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like a stable voice. Like when it comes to noodles, you always calm me down there. Sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's just like distraction. Mm-hmm. And so let's just talk about your partner. Talk with your partner about that. And don't try to hide it from them. Just be honest. 
<laughs> when you recognize about someone something that like you is just a fundamental part of them that you just don't vibe with, how do you not start to resent them for that? So I guess an example here is that you are late as fuck all the time. So how about you answer this one then? <laughs> but what's something about me that's just like you don't this you just you don't vibe with that you just have to put up with? I don't know. Sometimes you can be a bit dramatic. <laughs> like especially when it comes to food. When you get your cravings, but you're not craving anything, and you have all of this food around you, and I suggest thing after thing and it's all nose like that's it's a small thing but it, it's pretty frustrating man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know in rwanda you were sick <laughs> don't even get me started <laughs> okay so yeah something i fundamentally disliked for a while or not disliked i just wasn't used to with jeff was the lateness like this man is African and <laughs> and he's African. You know what? Let's let's not even put it on the Africans. I'm a I'm just a late person. He's just a late person. I'm a late person. So I was just shocked because I grew up thinking like being late is disrespecting people's time. Um, although my dad was always late, like my dad was always late, but my I don't know. It was just a thing. That was hard for me to get behind because I plan things and mostly because I just like you and I want to be with you. <laughs> so for me, I just, you just learn to deal with it because like you're, I don't know, you're there for me in every other way. So now I just get to make fun of you for it and I've adjusted my expectations because that's like so small in the grand scheme of things, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it's not something that you can get over. Mm -hmm. then that's tough but it sounds like you've gotten over it kind of mm -hmm. hey I've, I've gotten better though you know remember that one time i said i'd get here by 7 20 and i got here at 7 21 good job babe. You know, like, i was expecting nine there look at that mm -hmm. expectations have shifted mm -hmm. by two hours equality in the relationship do you feel like we have a night no i don't think we do hmm? Do we have equality in our relationship? And how have we made sure to have equality in our relationship? Equality? Yeah. Equality. E equality. Oh, equality. Uh, I thought, like... Equality. Equality. Oh, okay. Equality. Is this a quality relationship? <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a QA check. Um, equality. I, I guess not, right? Like, I know that you felt like you didn't really have much control over things when I was working and, and you weren't. And it was sort of like mm -hmm. up to me when we saw each other just because of finances. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, how did you feel during that time and how did you handle it? Um, I didn't. Like, we had a really rocky patch. Yes, we did. Yeah, we almost, <laughs> uh, we almost didn't make it. Yeah. That, that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that was a hard time because – um senior year of college was just really shitty like overall it was just the worst year of my life I mean we had COVID I had a lot of personal trauma happen and we had the added burden of our relationship being long distance and meet some sort of inequality that we had never previously had because we were in the same boat financially for a long time 
And but also neither of us had ever had money. So we were both like just navigating how to use it and how to like be in this new place together too. So um this time last year, I don't think I thought we would be together for much longer <laughs> because that was really bad. Mm-hmm. So I think the only thing that helped it was that I started making money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, not the only thing. I mean, like I told you and you were helpful. And so you were more cognizant of it mm-hmm. when making decisions and tried to give me as much autonomy as possible. But I don't think I fully felt comfortable in this relationship, like money wise, until I had the same. I don't have the same income, but until we had a similar income. Mm-hmm. So we both started working full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, I think it's hard to strike that balance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think, like, again, that's where communication comes in clutch because as long as both people are being transparent about mm-hmm. what the issues are, at least, like, it's there and you, you're aware of it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that. There's always going to be a, a peachy solution to everything. Truly. Um, one thing I will say, though, about disagreement and communication is that Jeff has never in his life raised his voice at me or called me out of my name. And if a man has done that to you or if you've done that to a man, you need to get your shit together. Because that is not how you should be communicating in your relationship. Like, I think at a baseline, while we've had our issues, we've always operated from a place of respect for the other person. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. No yelling, which is great. No violence, which is especially (laughs) important. Well, I'm glad there's no violence. (laughs) Jesus. I just think there's a level of respect that some men have to have for women that they just don't. And some of y'all are putting up with that and you don't have to because yeah that's a fact there's no reason why you know one should ever have to raise their voice against their partner i think no no there's just no reason that's toxic it's toxic and so whenever i guess when you do how to deal with arguments like clearly we've had long (laughs) arguments in our time together i just think we always do it in person or over the phone I don't think we ever. I don't think we ever gone to bed angry. I think we have. You think we have? Yeah, probably once or twice. Yeah, once or twice, but it's you always. I I guess I can never like sleep. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we always try to like stay on the phone, and that ends up being a situation. Actually, like whenever this stuff happens, it's always right before so, the other person has like something big going on. Oh, that's true. We it, it, that is how it yeah, happens. I remember like there was one time where. I made you stay up uh, right before you had like a super early flight, flight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were up until like two or three in the morning and mm-hmm. your flight was at like six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. Yeah. It's it always happens. something or you had a presentation or something or an exam or whatever it is. Like, I guess that also just now that I'm now that we're saying it out loud goes to show like that happens because we're both under a, a different type of stress. Mm-hmm. And then it bubbles into the relationship, mm. which we should take note of next time we have a fight. That's like true. That. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. So, um, but one thing is, yeah, I guess we always talk it out. And then 
try to see each other's point of view too and apologize and say like i think saying how you're going to do better in the future is helpful too Mm -hmm. i think you've you've been super helpful to me in terms of like showing me how to think of things in a different perspective because i feel like that's something i didn't really have uh super grounded coming into this relationship Mm -hmm. but yeah i think oh yeah you're kind of judgmental. I, think. I sure was. Yeah, a judgmental. I sure was. <laughs> um, but I think on my side, I was impulsive and didn't always think. And I don't think I had a strong moral compass to stick to in the beginning either. It was just sort of doing things for other people a lot of the time. And Jeff always had a strong moral compass, which I appreciated. But now we've both sort of like morphed. Um, Truly. But I took this class called Marriage 101 in, at Northwestern with the professor Alexandra Solomon. You should follow her on Instagram. And she gives a lot of great tips for understanding yourself and having self-compassion in order to be in a relationship. So when it comes to like our arguments, I and Jeff is doing something I dislike, I always just go think to myself, like, why is he acting like this? Probably because he is missing x feeling or didn't have x thing going on when he was growing up so like jeff being i don't know can't even think of something that you do late yeah jeff being late is not because he doesn't disrespect my time it's because he wasn't taught or he that's just not how he grew up and and i've met your mother uh she's (laughs) later than you so it's like and i love your mom it's not about like whether they're a good person or not so yeah so for me i would assign people's personality um and whether they were a good or bad person based on one action that they had and i did that in many of my relationships but what a part of this class taught me was that like people don't people do things out of habit people do things because that's the way they were raised or because that's the environment they had to acclimate to in order to survive, not because they hate you. Um, And if they are doing something that crosses your boundaries, then clearly that's the end of the end. But when it comes to like being late or something, like that's just because that's like, that's not a fundamental character flaw. Or if, oh, or it's like, if you were silent when we were having an argument, but I was trying to like talk it out. That's because, like, you don't process things out loud, and I do, you know? Mm. True. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a very quiet person. Mm-hmm. Thank you for agreeing to do this. People can't see you smile. I forget that. Yeah. <laughs> no. I so just smiled. Half the time, he's just been smiling and be like, yes, I totally agree. But Okay. All right. Okay, let's end with this question, which is really, really sweet. Oh, spill the tea. Oh, my God. What are you most proud of the other person accomplishing since the beginning of their relationship? Oh, my. There's many. Oh, me too. Hmm. Okay. I mean, this one, it's it's kind of small, mm-hmm. but it does stand out to me the most, and that's how open you are now to, like, trying new foods specifically (laughs) specifically because i remember getting you to try any foods that you didn't like and when alexis didn't like something it was because because my mom didn't beat it (laughs) (laughs) so she she'd never even tried half of these foods that i wanted her to try but she already knew inherently that she didn't like them it's like what but 
no you've definitely opened up you try foods which is awesome just foods i mean there's other things too but i said specifically food okay specifically food because it stands out i'm sorry i know it's not probably what you so my thing with jeff is that he never um gets it when i'm trying to do something romantic and he always interrupts it with some like fart or something a fart (laughs) no you'll do something where i'm like i'm trying to have a little moment and then you're like did you see this instagram post Mm. and i'm like can you like let me love you for a second (laughs) um anyway I am really proud of how open you've become because you used to be really judgmental in some ways. That was really off-putting to me, but you've like since gained like a level of empathy with like other people and even with me that I think is just like really beautiful to witness because Mm. now you are just... Um, if something happens that you like are judge for a second, it's fun because we get to judge things together. And then you're like, well, let's not go that far. Like everybody's trying their best, you know? Mm. So. Mm. Dang, that was much sweeter than what I said. Yeah, I know. Um, I, it was supposed <laughs> to be most proud of in the relationship. And you're like, oh, she tries mushrooms if I give them to her now. And I'm like, oh, you're a fundamentally better person. So finish this sentence with advice you would give young people who are looking for a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. You're too smart for mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Don't settle, ladies. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, as a reminder, too smart for this is going on our little hiatus, but follow us on Instagram by us. I mean, literally just me, um, at you're too smart for this for updates throughout the rest of the next few weeks and months. And I love you all. Don't settle. If he wanted to, he would. And don't forget to communicate. I'm going to kill you. Thank you so much for listening. Everything we talked about will be in the show notes below and check me out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at Alexis Barber. If you love the episode, please rate and review and follow us at you are too smart for this on Instagram for more content all about self-love, self-reflection, and tips for living your best life. Have a wonderful day.